best of the season to you and your loved ones. And may the new year bring goodness and light to all. On December 12th, I set out to gather some thoughts on the year as it comes to a close. I challenged readers and listeners to share a brief insight into their personal takeaway from the year 2021. Not surprisingly, people don't really want to talk about it. It was a rough one. Brian, in Tokyo, Japan, couldn't even think of a 2021 as a real year. He called it a dud. 2021 was just a real misnomer for me. Um, it was a kind of like a, it was a dead space year, in my opinion, because uh, all the things that I wanted to do that I think are part of kind of like my life experience, you know, uh, thriving in life, those things were redacted, I think is the word, you know, like, so things like family holidays, outings, you know, uh, gakkais, um, you know, like uh, trips away, going to see family. I mean, conferences, you know, like was something that you know, like, I, I actually, I kind of, I kind of missed, which maybe before I, I wasn't really kind of, you know, I enjoyed going to, but I didn't really think I would kind of like miss it. But, uh, you know, like two years in a trot, you're just kind of thinking, come on. Yeah, it was, it was kind of, it was a bit of a dud, you know, so it was like a bit of a non-starter. So, um, yeah, many things were curtailed and uh, even things like going to church. We're not allowed to sing in church, which, uh, you know, kind of small things like that add up, you know. Ted, in Newfoundland, Canada, wrote in part, I'll know I'm getting old when I start forgetting 2021. For certain, it represents the writing on the wall. Even the most oblivious blind eye should see this light. Apocalyptic? Ooh. And Aiden on Jeju Island wrote simply, History repeats itself. He's so not wrong. Between 430 BC and 531 AD, the populations of the Middle East, Africa, and Europe suffered through no less than four major pandemics, including what is thought to be the first appearance of the bubonic plague. In the Middle Ages, the leprosy got a good foothold, and in 1350, the bubonic plague returned again as the Black Death, killing a third of the world's population. In the late 1400s and early 1500s, Europeans began exploring the Americas and exposed the indigenous people to smallpox, measles, and, yes, you guessed it, bubonic plague, killing as many as 90% across North 
and South America. The bubonic plague returned once again to London in 1665, killing 20% of the population. In 1817, the first of seven repeats of cholera pandemics over the next 150 years is believed to have begun in Russia. Yet again, the bubonic plague returned in 1855, starting in China and working its way to India and Hong Kong, and was still considered active until 1960. The flu? The flu made its debut as the Russian flu in 1889, but really found its rhythm as the Spanish flu in 1918, killing 50 million before disappearing in the summer of 1919. In 1957, the flu returned as the Asian flu coming in two waves, effectively ending in 1958 with the introduction of a, wait for it, a flu vaccine, but not before killing 1.1 million people worldwide. That brings us to our modern-day situation. In 2003, SARS stepped onto the world stage, spreading through 26 countries before quarantining stopped the show. That is, until 2019, when it was revived as COVID-19. COVID-19 was caused by SARS COVID-2, and it was declared a pandemic after spreading through 114 countries in just three months. As of today, December 27th, 2021, COVID-19 has infected more than 280 million people worldwide and caused close to five and a half million deaths. Interesting note, in every case, pandemics followed population growth, uh, the growth of cities, trade between cities, wars, and colonization. In other words, as people traveled, so did the disease. Sadly, history does indeed repeat itself. But let's not get bogged down by pandemics. Some courageous folks aren't letting a nasty little pandemic slow them down, as David in Prince Edward Island, Canada, let slip in his 2021 takeaway message in which he wrote, two building projects is not as much fun as just one. 
as a person who deeply loves the process of building, I am aware that one building idea can be pretty heady stuff. So why not two ideas, you ask? Well, I think David hits the nail on the head. It's a fun idea until it comes down to the sweaty, hard labor part of it all. Or you smack your already throbbing thumb for the third time. Dear God, that hurts. And just like that, you understand. It's quite literally an aha moment. Back to the notion of ideas. James, in Jungian South Korea, shared his take on it. My 2021 takeaway would be being creative doesn't take a lot of initial work, but it does take a lot of blood, sweat, and tears following through on things. Uh, to watch the international conference and the national conference take place and the individuals that were responsible for that, it's have an idea, follow through with it, but know that it's going to take work. And, uh, and I think Cotessel has a, a lot of people that do that. They, they, they might be doing it in other areas, but uh, the ones that are volunteering and setting aside their time to do this is, is really phenomenal. And it's, uh, it's really a cool to watch and to learn from. And we have learned a lot from each other about our capacity to adapt, about technology and the future, and about relationships. A few people reflected on relationships, which was nice. David, in Nagoya, Japan, reflected on technology and relationships in his 2021 takeaway. My takeaway from 2021, I started out skeptical about uh, Zoom uh, in 2020, but it's become a comfortable place. And I, I'm beginning to, you know, the, the whole thing of, of Facebook friends was kind of um, an odd concept, but Zoom has really been a lifesaver for a lot of, in a lot of ways for social, socializing and just letting uh, letting go of and letting loose of, of uh, concerns and things. And so I kind of am getting not only comfortable with Zoom, but I've been liking the relations relationships that I've had on Zoom. Me too. I feel like I've learned so much. And I feel that I still have so much to learn. And... You may be thinking, enough already. Haven't we learned enough lessons this past year or so? Yes, we've learned a lot, but I feel like the knowledge I've picked up is foundation knowledge, an awareness to build on, 
like David putting aside his trepidation around holding online Zoom classes, embracing the technology, and seeing relationships grow where none seemed possible before. It may not be comfortable at first, but there is a reward. Take the long swab they stick way too far up your nose to test whether you do or don't have COVID. Sure, it's uncomfortable. Who am I kidding? It is quite literally an affront to one of your senses, not unlike my last colonoscopy, administered by a child doctor, was a total affront to my dignity. But the reward? Yes, it's a bit of a drag, but when it's over, the knowledge that I don't have COVID, or in the case of the colonoscopy, no polyps, is a good thing. It's good knowledge. I am more aware, keenly aware, and I am able to go forward with confidence. Too personal? Hmm, possibly. I'll let James pick up the thread. This is where my the personal life situation, as well as professionally, um, I kind of knew it, but it, it, it's definitely come full force into my face. But expectations. What are your expectations of others? And what are your expectations of of this situation and trying to be clear about that from my perspective as well as to get at the at the core of what the other person or other the group of people are expecting um that takes a lot of good question asking and um i haven't developed that skill yet so um i want to want to grow in that area and i think the idea is I can come up with those and I think I'm solid on some things. And then I start heading along and I'm like, Oh, I didn't think about that. I should have asked that question. And so, um, yeah. Contrary to James claim that he hasn't developed that skill yet. That is the skill of asking good questions I feel like he is downplaying his true skill just a bit, for as you may or may not know, James asked the question and... Yeah, I got married, came back in the fall. And he seems to be getting the hang of good question asking... I say this because he followed the will you marry me question by asking for help handling his duties here in Korea while he was away getting married and happily left the much of the responsibility to the rest of my executive uh, partners. And that's one of the things that I love about this chapter uh, and I'm guessing, I'm hoping other chapters work the same, but uh, I have always felt a an, an e 
equality of um, responsibility and that if things need to be passed off, it's not always on somebody's desk. And so it's been really fun to see and hear um, people say, just let us take care of it. Go and do what you got to do. And, uh, and especially with the wedding, preparing for the wedding of the summer, uh, that's exactly what I did. (laughs) So, um, so there you have it. The 2021 takeaways of some people I was able to prod into spilling their thoughts for you, dear listener, to ruminate on. I was able to wrestle a few more semi-hopeful responses, like the one from Kathy in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, who succinctly wrote, Life Goes On, a sentiment echoed by Corey in Vancouver, Canada, who wrote, I think my biggest takeaway is that no matter what happens, life goes on. And to close, I will leave you with a written note from Amy in Ontario, Canada, who wrote, My takeaway? Slow down, set boundaries, and stick to them. Take the time to do what makes you happy. Hmm. Please feel free to leave your own 2021 takeaway in the comments below. Or just leave a comment. My name is Greg Lewis, and you have been listening to the Youngin Kotisal Podcast. Join us, won't you?